answering all your real estate questions right here. Ask Connie. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Estate Today. And on today's show, I have Jason Mayo. He is the managing director over on Precision Estate Sale. Welcome to the show, Jason. Thank you. Thanks so much for uh, coming on. And we are just going to talk about today the estate sale process. I'm kind of break it down so it's simple for everyone out there to understand because I meet so many people that, you know, let's just say, you know, someone's aunt or father passes away and they know, you know, it's a really emotional process. But then after a few weeks, they know that there's many things in the property that they're responsible for and they sort of don't know where to go. They don't know who to call, you know, so what, so what's the first thing? So let's just say I meet someone, they call me, and they say, you know, Connie, we want to sell the house, but it's filled with clutter. I don't know what this stuff is worth. Who do, what do I do? So the first thing you should do for your clients or you should tell your clients is not to throw anything away. Okay. Even unless it's covered in black mold and is a health concern or it's asbestos, literally do not throw anything away until someone uh, has had a chance to come and do what we refer to as a walkthrough and walk through the home uh, and looked at everything and take and, and if it were us, we take pictures of everything during our walkthroughs. And then we can determine what's really trash or junk that can be thrown away before a prospective sale or consignment move or clean out or you know what people will buy. Just because you may think something is junk or has no value doesn't mean that it's not you know a treasure mm-hmm. or rusty gold to someone else. And even if something is broken, like a clock, there may be somebody else who has the same clock or a similar clock that would want to buy that broken clock for parts or to restore it as a hobby. So you really, you know, what may seem crazy to you to not throw away, um, somebody could be desperately looking, looking for. And I've had the occasion, whether it was, you know, good fortune or not to see, people fighting over used Tupperware. Oh, my gosh. So really the first rule of thumb is don't throw anything out. Um, you have to understand that any any type of transition, whether you're downsizing or if someone should pass away, is stressful. Yeah. And, of course, almost always the big prize or the real value is the actual sale of the home. True. So – you know, uh, um, the contents, although we've done estate sales for hundreds of thousands of dollars, typically the sale of the home, you know, is where the majority of the value is. And more often than not, emptying the home or getting the home furnished or staged to a reasonable point uh, will only be conducive and help with the sale of the home. So when someone calls you to do sort of, so don't throw anything away, and someone calls right. you. Right, so when, so when someone calls me and says, we have all this stuff, we don't know what to do, mm-hmm. I try to pre-qualify them in terms of where's the home, how big is the home, when is the closing? A lot of times people have called us when they are, have already sold their home. Oh, gosh, and, yep. Right, and they have a, a closing date that they have to have everything out by because unless your home is a teardown, in the state of Massachusetts and, and most states, in your purchase and sale agreement will be the clause, I'm sure, Connie, that you know, um, that says the home or premises must be left in broom clean condition. Right. So that means that everything that is not physically attached to the home or that has been excluded, like 
if you said you wanted to keep that chandelier and you excluded that in your purchase and sale agreement, typically everything that's not physically attached to the house needs to be removed. Exactly, yep. So, you know, people, they they understand that, but they don't know how to have that done. Right. When we come through and, and you know, if you have a one-bedroom condo that's the third floor of a three-family home that's a walk-up, you're typically not going to be able to have an estate sale. Right. If you're in a gated community, many times they will not let you have an estate sale. Otherwise, if there's enough volume and enough value in that volume to to justify the, you know, and really um, clearly demonstrate the, the benefit of having an estate sale, we will offer to perform an estate sale. If there isn't enough volume or value to ensure a successful estate sale, we will typically provide an alternate solution that may include consignment and or a cleanup. Uh, where we come in and pack and move everything that we feel that we would be successful at selling on our client's behalf to our almost 8,000 square foot consignment showroom, and then we will clean out the entire house to a broom clean status doing things like making donation runs on behalf of our clients where we provide them with the tax donation receipts. Um, and, and even beyond that, many times there are items that may not be in fashion or in demand, so mm-hmm. therefore have no real value because something, as you know, is only worth what someone else will pay for it, um, but they're still usable. Right, right. For example, a dark mahogany dining room table you know, even by someone like Ethan Allen, which originally probably sold for thousands of dollars new and is done in a traditional style but not actually an antique. It's, it's was made in an antique style, but not it's not an antique because it's not 100 years old. There's not a lot of demand for those tables, but it's still a solid wood dining room table that someone can use. So the last thing that I want to do is pay to dump that. So whereas we may not be able to consign it because there aren't, there's not a real there's really no demand for that table. There are people, whether they're new immigrant families or you know people who who are 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 in transition, perhaps they're going from homeless to not homeless, who knows right right um that can use that table when when you have a when you are looking to feed your family of eight and you don't have a table to eat off of. You don't really care if it's solid mahogany or oak or pine. You don't have a table. Right, exactly. So we've worked so. very hard to find homes for things that people can use but you really don't have a lot of resale value. And, and, of course, I don't want to pay to dump those because, one, it's not green, and, two, why would I want to pay to dump something that's perfectly usable? It's a great, um, great point, yeah. So we, we try and do a lot of that, churches, VFWs. You know, it's the same thing with pianos and organs. Mm-hmm. Really, a hundred years ago, every home had a piano or organ, and now nobody wants them. But around a thousand man hours go into making a piano or organ, and it's not something that I want to pay to bring to the dump. Exactly. So um, once we pre-qualify them, whether it's for an estate sale or not, we will send out a representative at our cost to do what we refer to as a walkthrough or to take the tour. And that usually takes between a half an hour and 45 minutes. We take pictures of everything. We get the lay of the land and we come back and review those pictures and information as kind of a committee. 
and we get back to the homeowner or the executor with what we estimate the gross proceeds of an estate sale to be if there were to be an estate sale. And depending on where those results are, uh, we will either recommend an offer to perform an estate sale, mm-hmm. or we will come up with an alternate solution, which again may be typically consignment and a clean out. So- 95% of the estate sales we perform, uh, our clients opt for a clean out. I think really because one, we're very nimble with scheduling, so we get we can get right in there quickly. Two, um, we provide consistent for the unconsigned contents of the home, which I don't think anybody else does. So what that means is, let's say you have a coffee mug at your, in your house. Right. We don't consign coffee mugs or used toasters or microwaves because that's not really the level of items that we consign. However, like we mentioned with the, with the dining room tables, all of those items are usable. Somebody can use them. I'm not going to pay to dump them. So what we do is we take the value as a whole and provide consideration towards the cost of the cleanup. So that, that coffee mug that you have that we won't consign, I know sooner or later someone's going to sell it for a dollar. So we take all those items and come up with a value. And let's say the clean out, the cost of the clean-out is $100 and the value of all the unconsigned contents is $20. We apply that $20 value of the unconsigned contents of the home to the cost of the clean-out, and now your clean-out is now $80. Hmm, that's interesting. Wow, that's uh, a great we, point. We, yeah, we also perform, as I mentioned, all the donation runs and dump runs. That's all included, all the labor. Um, and we also typically pack and move the consignment items at the same time that we're performing the clean-out to give some additional economies of scale and savings to our clients. So if they opt to do the clean-out and the consignment move and we do them at the same time, since we don't have to make a separate trip out for each job, we pass that savings on to our clients. hmm so initially, uh, also, you, you said, sorry to interrupt you, but initially, so you said uh, at our cost, so initially to ca- have a representative come out. To send one of our managers out for a walk, there is no obligation or cost to our prospective client. Got it. That's our investment in our prospective client. So there's no cost to them to get that, you know some free advice and, right. and a estimated value of what the contents of their home would sell for if they were to have an estate sale. Um, we also do a limited amount of buyouts. Right now, we will simply weigh and buy things like anything that's sterling silver or gold or high-end luxury items like watches or handbags, uh, mid-century modern furniture we typically buy. Uh, we also, although we do not advertise this, um, have an FFL which is a federal firearms license, not because we're, we are super gun crazy people, mm-hmm. but more often than not, we go into a home and there are firearms and or ammunition that either the deceased uh, had uh, or people are moving that don't want to take firearms that they've inherited or they own to their new home. And, you know, you really have three choices. Do nothing, which is extremely dangerous, because a lot of times we go into homes and the firearms and the ammunition are not being stored or kept in a safe and legal way, um, and, and that's a problem. Yeah. So also, w- when you come in contact with these firearms, you typically have two choices, and most people don't know about the second choice. The first choice is, what do you do? You call the police. The police don't want to be bothered with this. They come out. It's a lot of paperwork, and they remove the guns, and you get no money for them. Mm-hmm. They just make them into manhole covers. Or you call someone with a license like the one that we have, a federal license, and that enables us to come out to the home, 
retrieve and safely remove the guns and ammunition from the home and then sell those and provide you know some some revenue and value to the owners whether they're the you know the, the heirs to an estate or the owners um and and by a, our choice in terms of our policy we do not resell firearms to individuals or consumers all of the firearms that we collect and broker or buy are sold to dealers um so we're not actually we don't you can't come into our consignment showroom and buy a firearm and we don't actually sell them to individuals they are they're all sold to licensed dealers and then what they want to do with them whether they put them in their own collection or resell them is up to them um so that's another service we offer we also through our uh, association and and more specifically my family have a used car dealer's license so that we're very you know 30 years experience very accustomed to brokering and selling used automobiles motorcycles atvs boats trailers all of those things that you know people may have owned or do own and, and don't want to take with them um we can legally and professionally market and resell for on our clients you know for our clients behalf i can't tell you how many times i run into that and i didn't even think First of all, I didn't even think of the firearm issue. I didn't even think of that, and that's a great point, and it's wonderful that you're able to help an owner with that. And then with the car, I know that a lot of people just feel overwhelmed. You know, what do they do with it? Sure. So that's well, plus you have the insurance. You have the, the, the actual license plates. You know, if cars have sat, the batteries are dead, and we basically take care of everything uh, and, and always speak to our client beforehand. We'll say, you know, here's the range of what we think we can sell this car for and minus out, you know, X amount for a new battery or tune-up or to fill the tires or right. have a towed. And, and then, you know, when we have an offer, we always make sure that it's acceptable to our client. Uh, and then we sell the car, and we probably sold, I don't know, boy, dozens and dozens of, of motorcycles and automobiles. Wow. So TVs, campers, trailers. Tram um, wow, yeah, yeah, I didn't even yeah. think of that. Trailers, definitely. There's a sure. lot around town that people need to get yeah, moving. That's great. So once you commit to say so the property does qualify for an estate sale, mm-hmm. how are they advertised? Like how what's what are those okay, steps? Okay, so once we once we've done the walkthrough and said we estimate that the gross proceeds of the sale will be this much uh, we'd be happy to perform a state sale. We pick a, d- a date for the sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's typically a Saturday, um, and usually it's a single day. Traditionally, you know, the, the estate sale industry was born out of a, a mom-and-pop cottage industry where every estate sale was three days. Friday was for dealers, Saturday was for normal people, and Sunday was 50% off everything. Wow. We don't subscribe to that because the last thing we want to do is to have a bunch of dealers come in on Friday when the rest of the world is working and cherry pick the best items and get the best price so that there's nothing left over for everybody else that wants to come on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then we just don't subscribe to the you know the mentality of, well, because it's Sunday, we're going to just sell everything that's left for half price. So what we do is we typically have a one long Saturday, and we try and sell everything. It, it gives people less of an opportunity to buy, but um, you know it, it makes them have to basically, you know what's the appropriate term, buy it or not. They mm-hmm. have to make that decision. Sometimes if it's a second day, 
um, they'll say, well, we'll see if it's still here tomorrow, and they'll, they'll have the perception that it's going to be a better price. And granted, we do and have conducted two-day sales several times. It's really because there's so much volume yeah, that it thinking. really needs two days. Yeah. Um, do you separate? We, like, so do you, in that instance, would you separate some items as far as like? Well, well we, we try and put everything out. There's just, usually when we have a two-day sale, it's just a huge sale. It's a mm. huge house with a ton of stuff. Right, okay. So what we typically do, we pick the date for the sale, and then we backtrack two or three weeks, depending on how many items we need to price, research, and stage. And then we come to the house on, on one or two or three days with our team, and we price and stage everything in the home. Everything in the home gets a price tag, and all of our price stickers or tags are custom branded with our color logo because I don't know if you've ever been to an estate sale. When you go to an estate sale where nothing is priced, it's extremely frustrating where you have to pick everything up and then find one of the people that work there and say, how much is this? How much is this? Yeah. How much is this? Very frustrating. And then five minutes later, the person behind you picks up the same item and say, how much is this? And they get a different price. Exactly. Yeah. So we price everything. Uh, we use our color logo stickers because when, when people come to our sale and attempt to peel our stickers off and put their own, we'll know immediately because we know that that's not our sticker because it doesn't have our logo. Mm. Uh, and so they end up just trying to peel the sticker off and saying, how much is this? But we know that everything is priced. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to come up with a low ball price on the cuff just to give that person a price. We're going to research everything. The other thing that we do, which really nobody else does, I think, is we inventory every item with a, a priced value of $100 or more. And we provide that inventory list with pictures, descriptions, and proposed sale pricing to our clients before the sale so that they don't feel excluded from the sale. They are actually involved and partake because they could say, hey, that vase, I bought that at Home Goods for $20. It shouldn't be 200 Or, you know, that item is a one-of-a-kind. It it's worth 2000 not 200 mm -hmm. So we involve them. It also does very well to manage their expectations so they know what things are being priced at. They, they know what, what they should expect to receive. And we also um, will provide reserve pricing on certain things where if our client is not sure if they want to sell them or if they, you know, we typically well, say, yeah, you know, if, if, if you were going to sell it, what would you want to have or you'd be happy to keep it? And they say, well, you know, for that piece of furniture, if I don't get $500, I'd, I'd just like to keep it. And, and great. so that $500 becomes the reserve price. And we've never sold anything below the reserve. I see what you're saying. So that's a great, interesting point that, you know, it, I like how you sort of involve the seller feeling that they're every step of the way, they're sort of involved in the process. Sure. So they don't feel like, you know. Typically, our sales are Saturday. We send the check out on Tuesday. We're closed on Monday. And we send the check right out. We only wait for some to make sure there were no chargebacks. I was just um, so they, going to ask you, you know, how what that process was. You know, we're finished with the with the estate sale. How do they get, you know, how do they get right, paid? Right, so when we leave the estate sale, we provide all of our clients with, whether they ask for it or not, um, our estimate for a broom clean clean-out and or, if they're interested, the consignment. Okay. So we will hand them an estimate that says, here's what your clean-out would cost. Here's, you know, consideration for the unconsigned contents of your home. Here's the cost to pack and move all the items for consignment. Um, and then they can do what they want. Then they can say, well, take, pay for the clean-out out of the proceeds from the sale. Or if they want to keep it separate, they write us a check. Um, sometimes they we, we've been paid in sterling silver. And then you're you're able to do the clean-out for them, which is, another, which is a nice thing to add, you know, with the estate sale. Because I find that 
many work and they do either or. You know, I don't well, have. Here's the thing. Again, any transition like this is stressful. Right. And, you know, even having an estate sale is stressful. And the last thing you want to do is have this estate sale and then have to start calling people to come and perform a cleanup. Right. You go through the whole quotation and comparison and it takes time. And, and, and so basically we try to provide the complete solution, however our clients define complete solution, for our clients with one phone call. So with that one phone call, they can get an estate sale, they can get estimates, they can get an answer for a clean-out, consignment, and with that one phone call, they can have the entire solution performed for them. So at the end of the day, they're holding a check and everything has been done, and all they've had to do is point their finger or make a phone call. I mean, that's it. That's um, great, yeah. And about 95% of our estate sale clients opt for the clean-out and consignment, and I think it's because our, our, our pricing and our schedules are very, you know, attractive and nimble. Yeah. So um, most of our cleanouts are, are, are one or two days. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Um, and, of course, um, but there's no regulation within the state of Massachusetts for estate sales or consignment businesses or cleanout companies. So if you deal with someone who's not incorporated that doesn't have insurance and there is a problem, which is – not the time to find out that you're dealing with someone who's not incorporated and doesn't have insurance, mm-hmm. um, your homeowner's policy may not cover you because you've hired a third party that's not incorporated or insured. Wow, that's a so really interesting So we just make fact. all of the, the issues and the worry go away because we have our own insurance. And, yeah. and, and as any any professional, whether you're a carpenter or a plumber, um, you, sh- you, know, you, you really need to have your own insurance. Yeah, wow. That's really great info. I think we covered a lot today, so sure. I really love having you. And actually, you know, maybe I can have you on again sometime. We can talk a little bit Anytime. more. Yeah, this is great info. We, can you? T- we find that, that really an educated customer is a much more valuable customer. Absolutely. They can make these decisions. They yep. know what's going on. We've managed their expectations. Mm-hmm. They know what to expect. Um, and we don't really have a, a sell. Our sell is to educate our customers. And once they understand how everything works, then they can make an educated decision. And, and even if we don't end up working with them, they appreciate you know, our, our advice and, and we try to pay it forward. And they tell people about that. And that's our reputation. And that's how we, that's how we you know, survive and are successful in, in our business because we try and help everybody. So tell me, so, tell me some about you know the history of your company, and then also how someone can reach you, where you're located. You said you had a showroom, right? Right. So we have uh, an almost 8,000 square foot consignment showroom where we actually also contains our offices that we run our our estate sale consignment business and clean out business out of, and that's at 26 Howley Street in Peabody, right off of Main Street. Um, we're actually in the original Stahl Chemical Building, which is an old mill building that's on the corner of Walnut and Howley Street in Peabody, across the street from from Peabody Glass, which is a, a landmark that most people know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we provide our estate sale, consignment, and clean-out services throughout the entire state of Massachusetts, uh, and we're happy to go to New Hampshire, Connecticut, Rhode Island, depending on the sale. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, and, you know, in terms of history, we're in our fifth year, and I, I come from a, a IT background, and it, we happen to be working within the estate sale industry um, from an IT perspective for a client, and in doing our research, saw, you know, basically 
that the entire estate sale consignment industry, cleanup uh, business, they all lacked process and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. So by developing some infrastructure, some process, some checks and balances, and, and trying to alleviate areas where there are natural conflicts of interest or we'll just call it shady uh, <laughs> behavior, you know, we, we, we saw a real opportunity to, you know, not only help people but provide a worthwhile worthwhile services. And the pricing for their items and how we substantiate that pricing, not unlike you, you know, providing a comp, comps to your real estate clients in terms of how you establish an asking price for their home, mm-hmm. we do the same thing with all of our pricing. So once they understand how we arrive at that price, they can buy into it, they understand the, the philosophy and, 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 you know, all the factors that come into pricing that those pieces, um, they like it a, a lot better and they, they feel much more comfortable and it's a lot easier. So I guess, you know, you could say honesty is the best policy. And once we bring them into that level of understanding, um, even if it means they can't have an estate sale, they appreciate that because unlike 99% of all other estate sale companies, if we don't think you should have an estate sale, we're going to tell you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come up with an alternate solution, but we're not going to tell you, oh, sure, we're going to do an estate sale for you just because you want one. Right, because exactly. Because unfortunately, when that happens, people don't realize they've made a terrible mistake and or possibly chosen the wrong company to go with until it's too late, until after the fact. So they have the estate sale, everything's great, they have high hopes, they come home, and they're handed a little bit of money and no idea what's gone on, and it's too late, everything is done, and they have very little recourse because the stuff that's sold is gone. The money they have is the money they have. What are they going to do? There's not a lot that they can do. So we really try to educate people, tell them plainly and simply, you know, what our recommendations are and why, and and hopefully they can understand that and and move from there. Well, I love it. And so I'm going to leave the link. You have a great website. It's www.precisionestatesales.com. So I'm going to leave the link on my site as well, but everyone should check it out. There's great info already on that site, which is good for people just starting out. So they can check out that website. Yeah, really love it. Our showroom showroom is open Tuesday through Sunday, 10 to 4. We might go to seven days, but for right now, it's Tuesday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We're happy to to talk to anybody who wants to come in or or see the – we have a ton of stuff. Yeah, no, that's great. Yeah, we do a pretty brisk consignment business. So I appreciate you having me on. And if anybody has any questions, uh, feel free to have them – call or email or stop by awesome thank you so much again jason i really appreciate it all right thanks bye-bye